The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Now we're going to switch gears and take a look at the luxury e-commerce market with Michael Klieger, CEO of My Teresa, who joins us now. It's an interesting time to talk about luxury and retail, and you've had a long history when you think about the retail market more generally. Michael, how does your market, the, the higher end of consumer here, compare with what we're seeing across the broader American economy? Thanks for having me. I mean, for sure, the luxury market and the luxury consumer shows higher resilience to uh, significant uh, geopolitical news or economic news. And therefore, we have seen a, a good development in, in luxury spend online. There is clearly a two-tier market. There are these consumers which we call the aspirational luxury consumers. They have held back on spending. And that trend has taken place over the last 12 months. And then there are these big wardrobe building uh, spenders and they continue to spend, they continue to invest in pieces. Price points are, are not really uh, an issue for them. And so with this tale of two customer segments, the higher end is spending and continues to spend. How much does that start to hold up, though? I mean, at what point do you see the higher end of the consumer start to break a little more? What would it take? Well, I mean, obviously, the wells of these consumers are tied, are tied to the stock market, are tied to commodity prices, are tied to real estate markets. And so even though in some of these sectors we have seen uncertainty overall, uh, just looking at the indices today, uh, these numbers are, are pretty good and therefore the wealth for the, our, our consumers and those consumers is, is, is in good shape. And so if, if something would happen there, um, then of course they may also be impacted, but uh, unemployment rates, uh, inflation rates are far less of a concern to these big spenders than of course for the all, overall consumer population. Michael, what stopped working with online retailers? So we had Farfetch selling to South Korea's Coupang just recently. It was facing administration before that, where it was a darling just a couple of years ago. Matches fashion and trouble. Yuxnet Porte not doing so well. Essence laying off staff list. Even the real real. What's wrong with this segment? Uh, excellent question. It comes back to the two consumer segments I alluded to. There are luxury spenders we call them aspirational consumers that are keen to buy one or two pieces. The iconic bag, the iconic pair of sneakers, but they usually tend to spend one or twice a year, particularly around the holiday season. And then there are the big spenders, the continuous spender. They lead a luxury lifestyle and, and those continue to spend. And our focus has always been to serve these big spenders. So in our last quarter, which is our first quarter in the fiscal year, July to September, we grew net sales in the US 28%. We grew our top customer base by 56%. So quite, con quite in contrast to the general 
even luxury online pattern, and that's only due to a different customer segment that we focus on. But if then had, why are you guiding to the low end of expectations and everything? Why isn't this business more profitable and why is the stock down so much this year? Well, to the first part of your question, we are guiding for growth this year, for our fiscal year. We are guiding for profitability um, and very unusual profile to any one of those companies you mentioned. So we are clearly outperforming the sector. The sector is under stress on the aspirational consumer side, and that has led to quite intense promotional activities of uh, players that found themselves with too much stock in the market. But again, uh, merchandise stock, I mean, but again, we are guiding for growth. We are guiding for profitability for the full fiscal year, even though to the lower end of our guidance. So we see ourselves as clearly the winner in the market, and we clearly see ourselves as uh, outperforming. On the share price, yes, our share price has not reflected our performance. We do see that investors are trying to figure out what is happening in the luxury sector. Is it as resilient as they expected? And of course, trying to understand the difference between players that had focused on this aspirational consumer versus players that have that like us, but also like some of the big luxury brands that are always focused on the big spenders. Speaking of the big spenders, you had mentioned promotional activity. It seems like the age of inflation uh, really has impacted everybody across the board. How much longer do you think that the promotional activity will stay strong and how steep are the markdowns on average? The uh, promotional activities are clearly linked to the fact that too much stock is in the market. And the uh, specifics of luxury is that they are tremendous lead time. So we are currently at the end of fall, winter 23 season. This is merchandise that has been bought last year in November, October, December. So this was bought and there's still no understanding how weak the market on the aspirational side would be. With spring, summer 24, which is the next season starting, uh, it already has started, but the peak will be in, in March, April, we will have much less stock in the market because this was bought in uh, March, April, May of this year with a clear view on the slowdown and with much less stock in the market, we expect uh, a far more disciplined approach to markdowns and the far reduced promotional intensity in the market. Michael, we're very, very concerned with the Chinese consumer right now as well, because obviously China can be a very, you know, interesting leading indicator for the United States and economic activity. What insights can you give us on the Chinese consumer? Well, the Chinese consumer spend has followed a completely different pattern from Western Europe. Remember, the pandemic really did not impact Asia and particularly mainland China until autumn of last year. Only autumn of last year when the official policy towards Corona changed towards COVID, there were massive infection rates and, and massive lockdowns. And the Chinese consumer coming out of this phase in January, February of this year, there was an expectation of a quick rebound, of a sharp rebound, and that has not happened on a broad scale of consumer spend. It had happened on, on hospitality. It has happened on travel. Uh, numbers are up, so the, the, the sector is improving. But the sharp rebound 
back to levels before the pandemic hit last autumn has had, did not happen. And it's a slow return at the moment. Fascinating. Michael, thank you so much for your insights today coming to us all the way from Munich, Germany. That is Michael Klieger. He is CEO of MyTeresa. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.